Welcome to the pod. We have a lot to unpack today. We're going to be discussing the British Grand Prix, and uh, we didn't say what we, we, we didn't say what episode it is. Zero nine zero zero six nine. How many races are we breaking down? Five. One. Oh wow! So we we are on a great cadence right now. Let's Don't keep this jinx up. us! Don't jinx us! <laughs> All right, so I think we are going to start off with uh, the sprint race. Charlie, this is your item, so take it away. Wow, putting me on the spot. Uh, well, obviously, F1 introduced a new format this past weekend. So instead of the traditional free practice one, free practice two, free practice three, qualifying on Saturday with Q1, Q2, Q3, you know, race on Sunday, they now have the traditional qualifying on Friday to then set the order of the grid for a sprint event on Saturday. I'm not, we're not supposed to call it a race. Everyone doesn't want us calling it a race, um, but it's a shortened sprint race on Saturday to then decide the final official grid order on Sunday. So we had a new format this weekend. They're going to try it out at two more races. Um, the high, I don't know. The highlights were Max overtook Hamilton to have take pole and Checo spun out and went from something like six down to 18th and then ultimately retired. Um, but yeah, I wanted to get everybody's instant reactions on the format. I thought it was a, an additional spectacle and fun to watch, although I still really like qualifying. Um, to have three days of, of fun things to actually watch was cool. I also really liked it. Um, <clears throat> it took a little bit of the, took a little bit away from traditional qualifying um, because you knew that's not for the race, but I think it was a worthwhile trade-off. There was a lot of excitement in the race. Uh, passing for first, the guy who was in fourth ended up way at the back of the grid. Alonzo had one of his trademark starts and then, had to race the McLarens hard. There was a lot of stuff to watch. It was only 17 laps. I think it was only 30 minutes. I mean, it's like bang, bang, boom. Good stuff. Sprint. Like a sprint, yeah. Um, I liked it. Yeah, that was good. Yeah, go for it. Yeah. I don't think it took anything away from qualifying because, I mean, besides Perez's spin, the the Friday traditional qualifying kind of set like within one or two spots, it's at your position. Yes. Yes. It was still Friday. It was still very important for Sunday. Friday. What do you think that the end race result would have, what do you think it would be that much different than if they just did the traditional qualifying? Yes. Do you? Because well, the, the, the results, the end result of the race, do I think yes. would be different? Yes. I think, and we'll, we'll get into this. What we'll get into, yeah, we'll get into this more. But I think that uh, what happened in in the sprint race impacted how drivers raced during the race. For sure, agreed. Really I also point. think it could have play, played an additional difference with if Checo was up in sixth. Just overall standings. Um, I don't think it would have played out much differently, but Red Bull could have had few more points this past week and then zero yeah yeah i, yeah, I, I, I thought it was a 
sorry, go ahead. It's a little bit of a wild card in terms of uh, how the race is going to start on Sunday. So I think qualifying, generally, you get where you deserve to be. And the race, it's it's like a roll of the dice a little bit more. That part yeah, I don't I, like. Sorry, sorry. I think, um, you know, one thing with qualifying that I don't always like is it's only a one lap pace, which is not always indicative of your race pace. So this is kind of like a nice medium of you do use qualifying to set the sprint race, but then you do have to prove that you can do it for more than one lap. So I think that's an interesting component. Probably hurts people like, I forget what George Russell did um, in the sprint qualifying. I think he actually did pretty well, right? Cut off but, signs, right? Or Leclerc? Yeah, but I think he traditionally qualifies really well, but they, I think they say his race pace isn't as good. Any, anyway, I think that that was kind of cool. I don't. I, I still like the traditional qualifying more, but I think I would like to see the sprint qualifying a couple more times at a few different tracks before I came to a conclusion. Yeah, and, and I think it, the, the next one's Monza after the summer break, right? So it's we're I thought Hungary is next. Yeah, it is the next race, but are oh, they the next sorry. sprint qualify? Go Got it. Sprint. Sorry, sorry. So, do you think they're going? Because I feel like in my mind, this might not be true, but I, I kind of put Silverstone and Monza almost in similar categories. I feel like they're they're speed tracks more than some of the other ones. Do you think they're doing? They're picking the sprint qualifying courses strategically, or do you think it's just random? I don't know, but I think it's more random. I, I don't know officially, but I, I did find the tire strategy. The tire strategy at, at Silverstone in general is fun to watch um, with tires going off really quickly. And I thought that was one element that of the sprint race that could have been more interesting if somehow Pirelli could come up with something like a tire that's very fast at the beginning, but really slows down at the end. Something like you have two choices in in the sprint race, either steady tire or one that's fast and drops off very quickly. Um, but it seems like Silverstone had the extra benefit of having tire wear play a factor where I don't think Monza really has that, even though I know it's a speed track. Yeah. All right. Well, I can no longer restrain myself. Um, the big biggest talking point at the British Grand Prix, Grand Prix was in the first half a lap. Um, Max was in P1 off the grid and got a good start. And Lewis was in P2 and got a good start. And Lewis had a couple of opportunities to overtake him. And on the Wellington straight, that's between turns three and four, Lewis was actually in front, but Max retook the lead. And then as they were heading... <laughs> No, as they were heading to Cops, which is a right-hand don't, turn. Don't do this. <laughs> Max, Max, Lewis was attempting a pass on Max. Lewis got, I looked at the footage, he got the front of his car up to the front. Before, before you go into the rest of this, the first four or five terms, turns were some of the most exciting racing I've ever seen in Formula One. Can we all agree with that? They're very exciting. I mean, the end result of someone crashing sucks. Right, it was, it was, it was, very, it was awesome. Very I'm exciting. getting into too much minutiae right off the bat. Here's what happened. 
Lewis and Max were racing hard. Lewis's front left wheel touched Max's right rear wheel and spun Max off into the wall, race out. Max, Max got out of the car, but then had to go to the hospital, get checked out. And Lewis went on to get a penalty. We'll talk about that. And won the race despite the penalty. Obviously, uh, as Charlie alluded to, I think Lewis, having started sprint quality in P1 and lost it to Max, and then see Max scamper off into the distance, was desperate in the first lap to kind of make a move. Initial reactions. Also, Charlie and John are are wearing their uh, Red Bull gear and they have Red Bull tattoos on their heads. So they get really grand. Reactions. Are we reacting to your recap or reacting to the the incident? (laughs) Cool. Your recap was phenomenal. So that's, I just want to get that out of the way. Um, Yes. One thing I would like to say, Charlie is, that was one of the most exciting first laps I have seen in years, if not ever. Um, I can tell you this. I was getting texts and videos from my relatives of my little nephews imitating, literally imitating Max Verstappen versus Lewis Hamilton on their little bicycles. So I'm telling you, Formula One is spreading. It is not just a European sport. It is an American sport. It's here to stay. Um, <laughs> not sure where that's going to go from there. Tangent, but okay. Um, <laughs> But yes, I, I think that you guys are probably right saying that the how this how Max started the race, getting in front of Lewis, I think what they were saying is it is so important for Lewis to be ahead of Max going into the second half of lap lap one, I think. Otherwise his race would have been over. Um and I do think that made him drive a little more aggressively than before. Now I'm on the record in our group chat as saying I think it was a racing incident. And I think we should all say where where we're at. That's a good let's let's do a quick straw poll at the outset. I think, yeah, check check the transcripts. I said the exact same thing. I said no penalty. And I, I've been on record on this podcast and on our group text that I think all these penalties this year are taking away from the racing. I want you, you have hard racing. No none yeah. of these penalties. I actually and I and I think this agreement. was a racing incident. I also no think doubt. it was a racing incident. Me too. Charlie. Okay, we're all. I, I also think so. We all agree. and didn't want the penalty. I I agree with what's been said so far. I'm hesit. I'm cautious of where this is going to go. Let me take it to a place you will be uncomfortable with. <laughs> I I won't. But okay. <laughs> um. So, the Red Bull reaction, and I'm going to use a Red Bull because it starts at the top with Marco goes down to Horner and, and finishes the Verstappen was so over the top. Look, I get that they're upset and this is their, their biggest rival, but Marco saying Lewis should have a race ban for what, not just we, but I would say fully half of the commentators were like racing incident. Another half thought kind of uh, penalty of varying severity and then you've got Marco out in Looney Island saying race ban for Lewis. I mean, they embarrassed themselves. And then I don't know what's happening with Horner and Wolf, why they have this like spat going on. But, you know, Horner decided to, to take the opportunity to say uh, more bad things about Wolf. 
And anyway, and then for stopping chi chirping on social media about how Lewis was disrespectful because he celebrated the win. I mean, these guys talk about sore losers. All right. I'd, I'd like to, because I did, actually didn't see um, what Horner said about Toto. So I'd like to get into that in a moment. But um, I, you know, I think part of it was the thing about how much Red Bull lost out. And I'm not, I'm not saying their reactions were, were, were okay. But what they lost out on this one race, like it went from a probably going to be Max running away with the championship to now it's a dogfight. And I think um, Horner was maybe even more upset about that. He knew Max is going to be okay. Obviously, he was upset about that. But I think he, he realized that and, and saw how close it is. And what is it, like four points in the constructors and eight in the drivers? It is think, it is neck and neck. I think it's 12 in the drivers and four in the constructors. Okay. couple points. One, I'd like to officially condemn the racist abuse that Lewis received on social media. I know everyone else does too, but that was... Really terrible. I'm, I'm very upset that it happened, and and I hope the government. Um, I, I don't regulates know what that. I don't know what the issue is, but um, two. I don't understand your issue. Like, okay, fine. Helmet and Horner are using exaggerated terms and kind of going overboard. But if you're not playing politics in F1, you're losing out. I mean, it's an it's an element of the sport, so I don't blame them for it. It, do I think it's sometimes stupid? Yes, but they they, they have to do it because it's part of lobbying and getting rules and penalties. So they're going to do what they have to do. Three, I'm in agreement with Andrew. And, and while I didn't want the penalty to come down on Lewis because I agree it was a racing incident, I think it's a, just a shitty situation. I want to see Max and Lewis fighting it out every, turn for turn and winning based on their skill. I don't want to see weekends where Lewis gains 20 points on Max or 18 points, whatever it was, because Max crashed in an unfortunate incident. That part absolutely sucks. And that's why I thought in Baku, when Max had the freak tire incident, it was kind of poetic justice, but it was nice for Lewis to lose out on points because I want to see those guys battle head to head. And if you don't want that, I would say you're just not an F1 fan. Okay, I think everybody wants to see them racing head-to-head. -head. I think this is a perfect situation to discuss Max's immaturity because when Lewis had the fastest car by far, he would always back out of those. He talked about like, giving Max extra room. He knew he had the most to lose because the championship was his if he just kept his head. If Max had kept his head, the championship is his to lose. He is known as the most aggressive driver on track. And when you are in the catbird seat, that's not a that's not a that's not a mature position. That's not a mature. Lewis way to has drive. done this twice to Albon last year and not to Max. I mean, at what point do you start to add up his Lewis incidents? and did that cost Lewis the championship? No. It didn't. No, but I'm saying he keeps spinning people out. Okay. A <laughs> uh, couple things. I think Max's Instagram post was stupid. So yeah, I, I don't agree with that. He should he should have just slept on it. You know, that's one of those things you type a draft and then delete it. So I agree, shouldn't have done it. I think Rob, if you're saying like Horner shouldn't be on the radio, come on, you're not you're not watching F1. No, uh, no. So I agree that pre Stewart's decision, 
you you lobby them. I don't like it, but that's part of F1. But these histronics after the calls were made, after it's all the part of over, it. You have to lobby twenty four seven. Different stewards. I mean, yeah, so, you you, you got to be hitting these people up all day, all night. That's how you get uh, you wear them down. Yeah, exactly. Come on. So I, I actually, uh, you know, I actually don't mind Ma- Max's Instagram post was. Yeah, it was unlike anything you'd see from another professional athlete. But I think that's part of what I really like about Formula One and about European athletes is they are not afraid. To, like, if you guys are honest with yourselves, you would be thinking the exact same thing Max wrote is what you would have been thinking when you're in the hospital and and uh, Lewis is celebrating is, I can't believe this this guy is basically dancing. I'm, I'm here with a, and a neck brace can barely walk probably 51 G's into a wall and he's celebrating and thanking everyone and saying how wonderful it is. It's like, come on, you just ended my, you could have ended my life. And I think that's a very human reaction. And And I think, yeah, but I think that's a human. I I appreciate that. Even though Lewis didn't know the top, he didn't even know he's in the hospital. He saw him get out of the car and walk away. People die after they walk away. It's kind of like, you know, you he didn't know he's not maybe bef- before he yeah, before he goes crazy, check in with check in with Christian go, go over to Christian and say, Hey Christian, how, how's Max doing? Have you heard? You know, and I, I think that's just that's yeah, I think he's very honest. I, I don't I don't hate him for that. I mean it's also the fact is <clears throat> Max doesn't have a far superior car to Lewis. Like you you're saying that Lewis in years past, Lewis could could just pull aside because he knew in three laps he would just pass the guy, no problem. Max doesn't have that luxury. He doesn't have that kind of gap to to Mercedes this year. Uh, totally different scenario. Hold on, please. When's the last time Max didn't win a race? Uh, yesterday. That... Oh. <laughs> Prior to yesterday. <laughs> so Austria. I'm counting backwards. Austria won. Blown tire uh, in Baku, uh, right? Austria, the other Austria, he won. France, he won. Baku, he had a tire failure. Otherwise, he would have won. Right. Monaco, he Come won. On. I mean, what do you mean he doesn't have a superior car? You're, you're saying five wins to four wins. Well, uh, yeah. yeah, but you're out of your mind right now. So, so guys, I, I think we can all agree that Lewis, Lewis saw what was happening. Is, is if he didn't make a move in this race... I think this championship is over. Correct. So and Rob is he, disagreeing with that. No way. Are you, Rob? Yes. Lewis made a, an aggressive move on purpose because he saw the championship slipping away. I actually, and and uh, Charles Leclerc, who is right behind them, says the same thing as I do, which is they were both being aggressive. This was yeah. the case where Max well, Lewis finally Lewis finally said. Max is always getting away with aggressive stuff. People, he's got this reputation. People are always getting out of his way. I'm not getting out of his way. He has more to lose than I do. That's what yeah, happened. Fair, I mean, Lewis was lucky play. that he didn't get crashed out in that in the collision. Yeah. Max did, but you right. know, I mean, at, at the end of the day, we all this is what we love seeing. So what does it matter? Like these guys are racing as hard as they possibly can. They don't care about anything else besides not losing to this other guy. You know, they're, I mean, it's kind of cool. They're putting their pride before the team. Correct. And it's that's, fun to watch. that's what some of us love. Some of us want one driver to be ostracized for that. 
That's the difference. <laughs> no, I don't. Yes, Rob. Well, it was a racing incident. I don't want Max to be penalized for his aggression. You want Rob, Rob, you've said multiple times you want Max kicked out of the sport. You've no. Said that. Yes. That is not, that's not on record. Kicked out of the sport? Yeah, I yes. need to hear a clip. I need to hear you a clip. You have said that. He, he won't deny it, but he wants to hear a clip. Do you want Max in F1? Uh, yes. No, you don't. That's a lie. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> wow. There's a well, racing incident. Yeah, I, I just, I don't understand. So the stewards gave Hamilton a 10-second penalty, so he drove into the pits, and they just stood there for 10 seconds before they could touch his car. And I'm not sure what the reasoning was, because as I was saying at the outset, Hamilton did get not fully alongside, but he got the, the front of his car up to Max's front wheel. And then, as they were approaching the apex, and then Hamilton just was braking earlier than Max. So by the time Max turned in, Hamilton's front wheel was at Max's back wheel. But, you know, Hamilton could have been more to the right. Max didn't have to turn into the corner so aggressively. He could have stayed over to the left. I don't, I don't know. What, what are you arguing at this point? Well, we, we've know, all gone on record. We think it's a racing incident. Yeah. Well, does anybody understand what the stewards penalized him for? I'm sure they know a lot more than we do, but no, I don't. I, I think, I mean, right. don't they Don't they say they, they don't? Charlie, I think you mentioned this. They shouldn't factor in the situation, but ob that's obviously what happened here is the guy crashed out the leader of the race in lap one. I mean, there's a championship fight going on that had to play a part in a 10 second penalty like that. Right. You'd think so. It yeah. seemed that way watching it. If that was, if that was car 15 and 16, there is no penalty there. If that, that doesn't happen. If that's Giovinazzi versus George Russell, no one's getting a 10 second penalty period. And can we compare this with the exact same uh, turn with Leclerc? Why why was Lewis performing so differently there than versus Max? Because uh, he, he took, he took a totally different line. He wasn't being as aggressive. I thought I thought he cut on the inside. The same thing. He did, but he, he, he was on. But he was attacks. he was straddling the curb. It's, totally. it's because, I mean, it was a different, he's racing a different guy. It's, he doesn't need to be as aggressive. He has a superior they car. Were, he's going to pass Max him on Max and Lewis yeah. were being aggressive in this turn one Le, incident. Leclerc I think wasn't defending as aggressively either. I mean, I, I, mean, I honestly so If he's thought, not defending aggressively, Lewis goes way more on the inside. Why does that? That doesn't make sense. Yeah, Leclerc really both, didn't. Uh, he he didn't. Cautious. Yeah. He barely defended at all. He kind of just knew he was going to get past let him through. I mean, guys. I mean, uh, for the Red Bull fans, don't. If you watched it, wouldn't you say that uh, Verstappen probably squeezed him a little bit? If you're being honest. Yeah. Yes. No doubt. Okay. Yeah, I guess we already agreed. There's no. I'm not. Penalty, so. I'm not coming at Lewis. You know, I'm not calling the whole Mercedes crew immature, pathetic losers. Oh, they're not. They're not going on <laughs> social media. Being a loser. No, but Toto's emailing Massey mid-race and asking him why he's not checking his email. That makes sense. What? 
Toto sent Massey a little diagram mid-race. And he's like, can you please check your email? And Massey's like, I don't check my email during the race, Toto. What was the diagram of, of the two cars? Yeah, of the two cars. Yeah, I, I would like you to hear you criticize Toto Wolf for the same bullshit that... Yeah, can, can we get Horner into Toto Wolf, Horner spat, and then... I don't about- like Toto Wolf, but he's not as much of a... I guess we're explicit. He's not as much of a bitch as Horner is. I mean, and where do you where do you put Zach Brown on that scale? Because I hope yeah. it's below. Leave Zach Brown out of it. If you want to talk about Seidel, I'll talk about Seidel. Zach Brown is a commercial guy. Zach Brown. Oh, he's, he's not the just, team's just, principal. Just keep a note of no. name out of your mouth, please. That guy is just flawless. I mean. Zach Brown is one cheeseburger away I, I from a heart I would say Bonotto doesn't play the politics game enough. He doesn't. Oh, yeah. okay. Which is why I support Horner and Marco playing the little games they are. Because it, well, it, it works. You know what? I like, I appreciate the games where, um, like, they're talking to each, they're talking to the FIA about flexing wings and suspected oil burning. That kind of, I love that kind of politics. It's like needling each other. This working the refs in the middle of a Grand Prix, I don't like it. I think those are different things. That's a red flag. No racing going on. It happens during the race. <clears throat> you know who? You know who else? You know who I think is a pretty good team principal. Otmar Sassenauer at uh, Aston Martin. Yeah. Uh, we're we're talking said, about no no one. He's, here. he's, he's, he's just a dog. dog. I mean, he, he does whatever Toto does. Incident, by the way. Which, um, which analyst said that Lewis should have been slammed for that? Did you, were you guys saying uh, Jensen Button? Jensen that? Button and um, Damon Jordan. Hill. Because there's a long list of people who said racing incident. Yeah, I mean, yeah, I think it was pretty much split. But I mean, I mean, I, I think the fact that it was so split shows that. It's a, just a, a ridiculous thing to say Lewis should be suspended for a race. And I, I think you guys agree with that too. So obviously whatever Helmut was doing, people, I, I didn't know this, but I guess it seems like everyone knows that he take whatever he says with a grain of salt because the guy's just a nut job. Is that, is, that, is, that, is that widely known? He's like a design genius. So he's just like kind of crazy. Yeah. Okay. I mean, like you see, like like NBA coaches or NCAA coaches, they're yelling at the refs all game. Yeah, that's part of their job. You got to work them. If you're not cheating, you're not trying. Mm. Okay. Overall, I was just, it was a, it was kind of a bummer weekend. Obviously, I was a Red Bull fan. I want to see them race. Yeah, but well, now we got a we got a fight on our hands. I think you're going to be in good position as a Red Bull fan because. You're still in the lead in both races, and uh, I think Hungary will suit the Red Bull quite well. Um, Is, isn't there a big issue with the money, though, needed to fix that car since there's a spending cap? Yeah, it's against their cap. But Mercedes had a wrecked car earlier, Botas Russell, so let's call it a wash. Um, I think that... It was interesting to see that Mercedes took a lot of downforce off their car to go min- to maximize their speed in a straight line at the cost of 
falling behind in turns. That's why Lewis had to make the pass before Maggots and Beckett's because uh, Max would have pulled out a lot of time in there. Um, which is the opposite of what we saw going all the way back to Baku, where Red, Wing, Red Bull was running a very low downforce car and was faster on the straights than Mercedes. I think that's going to be with DRS and the cars being hard to follow. That's the winning ticket. If any engineers are listening out there. Can we, um, quick uh, ad hoc game, how many of the, the turns can we name? Okay. No, no, no pulling up anything. Okay. No. I think farm is the first. Are we, are we calling straight? No. Should we get Wellington straight? Let's Hamilton. do straight. Yeah, 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 straight. in there. Yeah. I can't believe there's a Hamilton street already. There's a farm. Abby farm. Abby? Abby? I, I hate that they do this, by the way. I think Me it's too. the lamest I think, I think there's I a farm. Abby. I think there's Abby. No, no, yeah. in order. I oh. think it's. Oh, get out of here. In order. I wasn't thinking in order, but fine. Yeah. You can try. In order. I think it's Abby, farm, <laughs> loop, Wellington straight. Wait, wait, can I let me pull this up to fact check you here? Okay, Maggots yeah, I, or Beckett's must be no, by hold on, soon. I, hold on, let me go in order. I think I've got it. Hold on, wait, wait, let me just pull it up. Um, why do they do it's, this? It's okay, so I've got him. I got him. I got him. I got him. So British. Do you want me to correct you when you're wrong? Or just <laughs> no, tell you no, it's wrong? No, because I might like that. Okay. I would not use it later. Okay, uh, what is it? Abbey Farm Loop. Wellington Strait, Brooklands, Luffield, Woodcott, Cops, Maggots, Beckets, and there's another one I'm forgetting. Uh, then it's the Hangar Strait, Stowe, the Vale Chicane Club. Well, Hamilton Street. It's really quite close. You missed a couple, <laughs> but Abbey Farm, you missed a village. The Loop, ah. you missed Aintree, Wellington Strait, Brooklyn's, Luffield, Woodcott. Did you get Woodcott? I think you might have missed Yeah, yeah. I said, no, oh, yeah, I said I Woodcott, Cops, Maggots, Beckett's, you missed Chapel. Hanger Street, Stowe, Vale Club. How'd you miss Chapel? <laughs> Hamilton Street. That's a remarkable memory. Wow. Why do they come up? Where do these names come from? I need to know. Stupid. Um, I, I can send the article. I'll link it in the is there a, Is there a chapel? Like, is there a church nearby? Farm? It's just pathetic. It's so pathetic. They're, they're mostly nearby landmarks. Okay. Then that's so Stowe cool. is named after Stowe School, which lies just south of the circle. Who is Maggot and who is Beckett? Um, that I must know. Maggots was named not for the Wrigley larvae, but for nearby Maggot Moor. Beckett's and Chapel Curve, meanwhile, take their names from the medieval chapel of St. Thomas a Beckett. It was built cool. in memory of the murdered Archbishop of Canterbury and once stood to the corners. That's pretty neat. The chapel buildings were demolished in 1943 to make way for Silverstone Airfield. There we go. Demolish them. Turn so one, mostly nearby turn landmarks. Okay. That's cool. <clears throat> Should we do some LU life updates? What do you think? Are we done with the race? Oh, yeah, let's finish the rest. 
No, let's do yeah, life updates and then and then recap. Well, let's get I back. Know. There's so much of the race; it takes forever. Let's let's get the life updates, Charlie. Um, what, did we podcast last week or two, two weeks ago? Two weeks, I think it was pre. Uh, yeah, yeah, MS ride. Um, so yeah, we did the lovely. We all did the lovely MS ride. It was a one day event, but it was very fun. Sunday, Rob and I biked up to Maine for an extra hundred miles. Lovely time on Drake's. 162 kilometers. Um, and then not much this past week, but then on the weekend, what did I do? Sat oh, I played some golf Friday with John and a couple coworkers. That was very nice. Saturday, did a lot of house cleaning with uh, Becky and then walked down to Lower Mills, which was nice. Visit visited the MFA Sunday, cleaned my bike. You're getting a sense of my weekend here. Uh, did the Zwift ride and felt very cheated out of the race. I feel like I had more, but that's about it. Been hanging around. That was a update. Um, let's see. I also my my maiden voyage on the MS ride. So obviously it was only one day. Unfortunately, I finally got a bike. Um, so I was able to do the race. A lot of fun. And got to see a real celebrity on the pod, Low T. He was also in attendance, so that was nice. We had a really interesting um, crawfish boil at night after the race, so that was cool. I don't know if anyone here on the any of our listeners have done a crawfish boil, but I recommend it. I think it's a great, uh, great activity. You just basically throw everything into this massive pot, and then you just spread it on a table and you, and you eat like animals it's kind of it's kind of like seafood meets medieval times or something like that and it's everything very, is covered in old bay everything everything's covered in old bay. <laughs> yes um so that was last weekend i am preparing for a trip to rangeley for a week with my mother-in-law Anne, as well as my wife the child and dog that is that i'm really looking forward to and we all were just recovering from a, a cold. So, except for me, I stayed strong. Uh, I would say Carolyn really suffered. Emmett has been suffering. And miraculously, I have fought off this cold. So, what does that, what does that tell you about me? Did we have any COVID worries? Did we get any tests, tests done? No, because I have super immunity, as you know, from being both a survivor and someone who got the vaccine. So no, no worries. Um, I can get tested if you want me to. Are we officially calling you a survivor? Is that the right terminology? Self-proclaimed. Okay. Got it. COVID COVID survivor. Yeah. Yeah, I guess you are. I also also, um, started watching Clarkson's Farm. (laughs) Finally. (laughs) So funny. It's a good show. And he... He brings up about, uh, he had a really funny line about if he got COVID, how screwed he would be. Because he said he smoked three quarters <laughs> of a million cigarettes in his lifetime. <laughs> how great is the Such a good show. Farm Boy. Oh, I love it. Caleb I just, I just love, British humor is my, is my type of humor. It's just the best. Who, who's the financial guy? Is his name Charlie? Yeah. He's awesome. Too. I love when he's cheerful Charlie. Yeah. <laughs> just crushes all the dreams. So for anyone out there, you you will like it. Your spouse, Carolyn, got into it. She thinks it's hilarious. Highly recommend that show. I, um, see, why can't the British just stick to humor like that? Don't go naming turns at an F1 circuit. 
you know? <laughs> yeah, fair enough. How are you preparing uh, Copley for the drive to Rangeley? We procured some pills for Oh my gosh. Are those black market pills? <laughs> no, they're from the vet. He's the most and, medicated um, dog. Yeah. Probably not as oh, much and then, and, but uh, hopefully, so Anne's house was struck by lightning. So the other day she's sitting on her, on her sofa and she just feels like a ting, uh, lightning strikes and she feels like a tingling sensation <laughs> go through her body. <laughs> she looks outside and she had, she, she has a hot tub with a gazebo strung around the gazebo are Christmas lights year round. They are all blown away, shattered, dispersed everywhere. Um, multiple power strips are just burnt black. Uh, modem doesn't work. Air conditioner doesn't work. The circuit boards are fried, and on these trees outside, just have this massive like gash down the middle of it. Um, so it turns. <laughs> so it seems like every electrical outlet that Wayne installed is now totally fried. <laughs> <laughs> And she's slowly clawing back all of this stuff, but it's just been a, it's been a nightmare. So, wow. You know, think about Anne here for this next week until she comes to Rangeley, but she's really dealing with some, some issues down there. She Hopefully it's all good. that hot tub? Never? Never, never. But she keeps it clean. Some guy comes and keeps it. I'm going to bring my, my swimsuit in uh, November when I go down there for oh. Thanksgiving. Yeah, that's a no brainer. Get a yeah, beer out totally. there. Yeah, absolutely. So yeah, that was exciting. And I'm going to be checking out some um, some land uh, for Charlie up in Rangeley. So hopefully we'll find him a spot one day. Sometime. Uh, I'll go. Uh, I think I missed two podcasts. I was in Illinois visiting uh, Liz's parents and Katie. That was fun. Now I'm back in, uh, back in Dorchester. Did the MS ride, went to the boil, clam bake, whatever it was. There's a lot of um, old bay on that. Like, some people have a very bad allergy to that. So I would avoid a clam bake or boil, whatever we're calling it, if you have that allergy. Because you'll be messed up big time. I felt a little off, and I don't have an old bay allergy. Um, yeah, not much else. I didn't get sick either. I think it probably, I think Connor was by the super spreader that got Emmett sick, that got Carolyn sick, but uh, I felt fine. So, yeah, all good. But not too much going on, really. Laying low this weekend. Oh, we took Connor to his first swimming lesson. That was interesting. Not so much swimming. Liz put a diaper on outside of his bathing suit, which looked a little funny. I'm <laughs> not sure why she did that. Why did she do that? She read like the uh, fine print, and they said to do that. So, oh my god is everyone making fun of him uh not to our face no but so like he, he had, had shorts on and then a bathing suit he looked like well he Bam had Man. a he had a swimming bathing suit on then he had swimming like uh a reusable thing that goes over that waterproof bathing suit diaper yeah diaper yeah and then he had his like a uh, swim trunks it was like a full body yep. suit and then we then we put the diaper, the normal diaper over that. What? That's what they said. That we, literally looks like Quail Man from Doug Funny. Yeah, <laughs> that's the exact opposite of what you should have done. Listen, I agree, but then I read what the Y said to do, and that's I mean that is what it said. 
So no. when he when can you, you go plop, get a diaper and read what is this? Oh, <laughs> <that>? <laughs> when you put him in the pool, what did people say? No, no, we took it? that off right before he goes in the water. That came off. Oh, okay. What's then? What? He he still had his like normal like waterproof diaper. Can you send that picture around. Yeah, I'll send it around. Hey, if he has a waterproof diaper, on, why are you putting a diaper on outside every? I don't know. Like no idea. I mean, no, those people are just messing. Why, with like, you. why even read the fine <laughs> fine print? Like, what what crossed your mind? Like, oh, we need another diaper. Liz is such a real Liz is just reading the rules. Yeah, I don't know. But, but were those rules on the waterproof <laughs> diaper or the other diaper? Like, why even reach for the other diaper? <laughs> I don't know. I was just None talking. This Pat. makes any sense. Oh, John, this is the the rules that the YMCA wrote. Correct. Correct. Oh. Oh, oh my God. Nobody else okay. did this though. I can no attest to that. You well, like maybe, it though? Maybe the. <clears throat> I thought you were talking about the fine print on the diaper. Me too. Package. Me too. No. no, no, no. This is the why. Maybe the why wanted to make sure that you had a proper swim diaper on, so this was how they were going to do it. Well, Doesn't seem this off. Like I don't know. If you pooed in that, like I don't think well, that holds it in very if, well. If if a baby poos in the pool, that you got to drain that pool. You know. <laughs> That but that's why they want you to wear the waterproof the uh, swim diaper plus the waterproof thing over it. That's like tr- that's already double. No, protection. but that doesn't make any sense because he took it off before getting in the water. It doesn't the make third, any sense. The third diaper was taken. The off. third diaper is ridiculous to have a <laughs> normal diaper <laughs> three over three layers already. <laughs> Which YMCA? I'd like to go find these. It's actually a very nice facility. Yeah, very nice. We should, we, yeah. yeah, we should try to um, play hoops there or something. Nice. We, should, we should try swimming in diapers there. <laughs> okay. Who's left, Rob? Uh, I don't have a whole lot. I ate uh, a ridiculous number of crawfish at that uh, <laughs> oil and then felt very ill. But I was able to kind of pull it together the next day and go on a bike ride. Very nice. Um, although we did go through Hampton Beach, New Hampshire, and I thought Charlie accurately dubbed it like the worst place in America. Um, cool. We drove back from Maine on Monday morning. We left at zero six thirty in the pouring rain. Being a mensch, we drove Charlie, the whole family, being mensches, a family of mensches, we drove Charlie all the way to his house in Dorchester before going back to Newton. Epic trip in the pouring rain. Uh, and then 24 hours later, less, I was headed back to Maine for a long stretch there. Now I'm happily back in my house in Newton, and uh, I have to report that it seems Half of Newton is either on the Cape or Nantucket or Maine. They're not here, so it's very nice, quiet. So you went back up to Drake's on Tuesday? Yeah, Annie was going to leave leave, and take my children away from me, and I couldn't bear to be away from them for that long, so I left. You, you go back and forth between, like, wanting to banish your children every other minute to, I can't stand to be without them. <laughs> Well, when you think about them in the abstract, you're like, oh, I love them. These moments are fleeting. And then when they're next to you screaming. In the abstract. (laughs) It's a little bit more real. Was there any room for negotiation? Like, let's go on Thursday or something? Or no? 
that's not possible. So, <laughs> first of all, it was going to be Annie was organizing a road race, so she wanted to be up there. We usually go up Thursday morning. She wanted to be up there early, and then oh. I said, like, okay, I'll skip my rowing practice on Wednesday night. Maybe we could go up earlier. And then I was like, oops, I have a dentist appointment Tuesday afternoon, and she was still going to leave without me. And I wasn't going to drive in a whole other car up there, and I couldn't bike up there because I need to bring my laptop, and I don't want to bike with my laptop. So it was either, you know, destroy the planet by driving a second car, be away from my family for a week, or go on Tuesday morning. So, mm-hmm. but, uh, so you're, in Drake, you're in Drake's right now? No, I'm home no. Quick question. How far do you think you could make it on your cargo bike battery at a reasonable pace? How many miles? 30. Mm, That's it? I think I, I, could go, I think I could go 100 kilometers. Mm. Then it would be really heavy for that last 60. Oh, gosh. Could we stop and charge it? How it takes it a while to charge. To charge. I could, Charlie, I could buy a second battery, but the batteries are pretty pricey. Mm. Oh, I really curious. wouldn't want to ride that bike for that. It's not as comfortable as riding a road bike. Right. Mm. I would have thought it'd be more comfortable. Mm-hmm. Mm. So would Annie have driven the van up, and you would have to drive her yep. car? Yep. Three little kids don't fit in the back of an Acura TSX in car seats. And follow-up question: Who watches these kids during the week? Because you don't have your. Oh, okay, because you don't need your nanny. That's a lot. That's a lot of work. She's yeah. unemployed. Well, oh, man. hold on. She's getting a paycheck, right? She has yeah. a job. Were we talking about Annie or the nanny? Well, actually, that's a good question. So you pay this nanny all summer for no, no. work? Oh, okay. No, when you, just... So when are you going back up? <laughs> <laughs> Thursday morning. Uh, <laughs> so where is Annie right now at home? We're all at home, yeah. Okay, gotcha. Andrew, it's Monday. They're at home. They go leave tomorrow typically. <laughs> I, I'm sorry. Yeah. I love a calendar. I can just see. Earl has at. swim lessons on Monday and he is able to just <laughs> go into the pool in just a bathing suit. Really? Yep. That's good. He's, That's awesome. He's body trained. Toilet trained, whatever. We should drive up at like 11 one day, meet Rob for lunch, get a couple beers or something, you know? We drive Any, back. Anybody want to do it? I'm doing that exact trip this Sunday. I'm picking up Becky and bringing her back, but I'm going up for the day. Where is Becky play. going to be? She's taking the train up to, to see her parents in a gunquit. You're Got not going to hang out but with her parents? I was. I have to take care of my dog, who's there's no outlet. So that's why I'm going out for a day trip to see them. Okay, this is fishy. All right. This dog and our parents' dog. So I would, but I will be. I I was told you're watching our parents' dog. Oh my gosh. By by our parents. (laughs) No, false. I offered. You wouldn't be going to Canada? I offered twice, and they said, oh, Rob's taking care of her. Where are Chris and Karen? Uh, They're going to some friend's house in Connecticut, and their friends don't like dogs. They're retired and go on all sorts of fun trips. Oh, my gosh. There's a lot going on here. Jeez. Good thing we connected, Charlie. I'm taking care of two dogs this weekend. I hope that dog is making its way out to me. I can probably pick it up. 
why don't you have them drop it off? That's I'll the talk, least I'll they talk could to do. Them. I'll talk to them. Um, it's on the way to Connecticut. Should we? <laughs> <laughs> let's get back to formula Un. Um, yeah let's close we, out this should race. we get a little race watch on the calendar for hungry i'd love for zabo to host and make some traditional yeah Hungarian john let's food. let's throw together a uh, a meal yeah we'll knock your socks off with some <laughs> chicken i would love that a lot of people are saying a lot of people are saying the hungarian grand prix takes place on my birthday oh, oh. What is if we gonna be, are you going to be on Drake's? A... Yeah, you can be on Drake's. I don't think so. I can do whatever I want on my birthday. No, nah, you'll be on Drake's. <laughs> I had a good birthday gift idea for you, but I won't tell you because it would ruin it. Um, <laughs> <laughs> yeah, right, better we'll to wait until with... after the birthday passes and then say, this is what I thought about doing. What, this is what I would have gotten you. <laughs> um. Yeah, so I don't, John. Maybe there's a a uh, Hungarian breakfast. breakfast. I don't know if it is. We'll look, we'll find that out. I have to yeah. say, as a Red Bull fan, I'm growing concerned about the constructors' championship because Botas seems to Botas 14.0 seems to be producing more consistent points at this point in the season than Checo. And while Max may beat Lewis on a week by week, every other weekend, or maybe two thirds of the time. I don't think Checo is going to beat Valtteri yeah. 16.0 every other every weekend. Agreed. So, uh, oh, I was just wondering if, before we get into the Checo Perez, maybe we could just put a little bow on um, Silverstone and my guy Charles Leclerc. Guy, before you get into that, I just was one thought I had before <laughs> this pod that I forgot to bring up is like Lewis celebrating. <laughs> he was gifted first place. He, like they said, Botas pull over. You know, like you're gonna celebrate that? I would never celebrate something like that. I have to. He would have passed. He would have passed him, right? Would he? Then let's see it on track. Exactly. Hey, I hate. I hate. I hate a team order. He would have passed yeah. Botas, but he may not have caught Charles. Then. Yeah. That's what. That's what teamwork's about. I also have to fact check myself. I, uh, Andrew gave a eight point spread between Max and Lewis, and I corrected him and said I think it's twelve. I was wrong. Andrew is absolutely right. So I'm glad you came. Quick. You, were, you were very confident, and your confidence ten seconds threw me off because penalty, I, ten seconds stop go penalty for me. I will be assessed at my next pit stop. Because when I said that, I was very confident in eight points, and then you totally threw me off. Um, yeah. Anyway, so Charles, I was, I really thought he's. I was so nervous, but I thought he had it, you know, and I was just going to be so thrilled for him to win that one but wasn't meant to be unfortunately but i i think we can all say that ferrari is i think is you know definitely surprised this year and and showing a lot of really good pace so i'm very happy with where they're at i don't know if i'd go so far as to say they've surprised i mean yes i they on, on the one hand they've gotten i mean a very traditional sense of what you're saying the, the results have been better than I expected. But when we go back to predictions, some people had them in third place in the Constructors' Championship. That's why I think it's not that surprising. Yeah, I hear you. Yeah, that's, that's fair. But it's a good battle between McLaren and Ferrari. And the Ferrari battle between be, first and second and third and fourth is going to be awesome. Tremendous. Agreed. Everyone saw Vettel picking up the trash. After oh, yeah. <laughs> Mensch move. Do you think he's like kind of 
I don't know, taking a shot at Lewis in a way. Like Lewis is always posting about the environment and Vettel's literally just going to the stands of Silverstone picking up trash. That's a heady move. Like he stayed maybe. he stayed late. He said, I'm staying on Monday to see where the trash is going. Why why is he doing we don't that? Say, I, I love that. It's one of his initiatives, apparently. So Yeah. I mean maybe this past week has shook him with all the natural disasters. Oh, it should shake us all, frankly. (laughs) Plus, we got houses being hit by lightning. I mean, it's rough out there. These are my GP ticket shop earplugs that I got when we bought F1 tickets. I use them when LB's panting her face off when thunderstorms hit each night. Is that before you throw her in a bathroom by herself? No, Andrew. I actually go down the hall with her and lock us both in the office room so my wife can sleep. That's really nice of you. I'm glad you do that. And I try to comfort the dog as much as possible, even though (laughs) nothing works. I feel you there. (laughs) Probably literally shakes. I've never seen a human or an animal shake as much as he does. It's so sad. Have been rough. I honestly, Brower doesn't care about lightning at all. He sleeps right Good for him. Good Ugh. for him. Is that a microaggression? What John just did? Yes. Yeah, How? I think so. How so? <laughs> Stated a fact. So my white dog is better than yours, kind of thing. <laughs> Are you kidding? Oh boy! All right, save that for the next pod. Hungry, uh, run by a racist, right? Where should be the perfect time to discuss that? Axis, John Axis. <laughs> okay, go Max. Go. Right. See you guys later. Ciao.